Welcome to the Course Wizards Podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. Hey, welcome Course Wizards. This is Christopher Maselli and Amit Aurora, the Course Wizards, welcoming you and can tell you that what we're going to talk about today is how to come up with a lead magnet. What do you think about that, Amit? Hey, Chris, what the heck is a lead magnet? A lead magnet. That's what we want to jump into. So a lead magnet essentially is a short piece of content that encourages people to give up their email address in order to consume the content. So in other words, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. It's something that draws the person to you, that's the magnet part, and the lead, it's, that's who the person is. So it's a way to draw people to you, and the best way to do that is to usually exchange something for their email address. Uh, so what kinds of things might you exchange, Amit? Yeah, that's true. So it's something of value to a user, yes. right, that they can quickly consume. And uh, I have done this in the past in my when I had my hospitality course, mm-hmm. where I created a lead magnet, which was like, seven things your housekeepers should be doing uh, to make sure the hotel rooms are clean. So hotel managers would download that and then uh, I would get their email in return and now I can explicitly market to them. Yeah, and you see how uh, short that is. It's seven things. So that's something they can consume in five or ten minutes and feel like they got good value. And yet it also pertains to what they're wanting to contact you for, right? So, for instance, uh, I, I, I have uh, children's books. I don't offer the seven points of uh, hotel hospitality <laughs> to people who want are interested in children's books, right? I, I offer a short story that they can read kids yep. before bedtime because that pertains to what they're interested in for me. So you want to make sure it's very tied to what people are interested in, right? It, it definitely has to be connected or you're going to lose people. Like they're not going to give you their email. Yeah, and so so for some of us, that means you have may have to come up with multiple lead magnets. If you have multiple kinds of businesses, it's worth coming up with more than one. So I, I just told you about my short story for children's books, but I also teach people how to do writing. So I have another one on how to get agents, editors, and readers, um, uh, how to get noticed by agents, editors, and readers. And I had to create separate lead magnets because I realized those are two different audiences many times. And so I didn't want to offer the same lead magnet. Otherwise, some people aren't going to want to give up their email address, for instance, for a short story if they're just wanting to learn how to get an editor's attention. So it's you may have to come up with multiple lead magnets for each avenue that you, um, for, for really for each course that you have. Yeah, absolutely. And even for the same one, right? So yeah. I had multiple ways and I was running Facebook ads. I remember uh, this was a couple of years ago. Uh, when Facebook ads were much cheaper. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember I had two, three different lead magnets, wanted to see which one was performing best. So one was that seven housekeeping hacks. Uh, the other one was um, 15 questions to ask when hiring a front desk agent. And that by far was the best performing lead magnet I had. Uh, and it was just simple questions. You know, these are things that, and people can think of lead magnets as also curation of data. You can Mm -hmm. easily go and Google 15 questions to ask. But the whole concept is that if Google searches are being performed, then you should show up on the first result with your lead magnet 
or at least have a way to get people into your lead magnet maybe you have written a related blog and now from that related blog you want to collect leads then you have in blog content also known as content upgrade where people put in their email to learn a little bit more that's right and so uh, statistically pdfs are one of the best lead magnets that you can create they're quickly consumable people understand what a downloadable pdf is people like that you can also do something like a quiz or just an answer to a question it doesn't have to be something that it takes you weeks to create right it could be something short and sweet uh even even a small ebook uh, but but I, you know i do want to give this word of caution a lead magnet is not an incomplete product. It is not, in my opinion, the first chapter of your book, right? That right. is that is an incomplete product. <laughs> no one just yes. wants the first right. chapter. Or they can download that on Amazon, uh, you know, right? So you want to give them something that has value in itself so that they don't feel like, oh, gee, I just got a sample of something. They actually give them something complete so chris where can how do i figure out what to create for a lead magnet well that's a good question so there's uh, a lot of avenues you can take uh one of the things i just like to uh, use is just what do people ask me all the time, right? If pe people, for instance, have asked me many times, how do I get noticed by an agent or an editor? Or how do I get noticed by my readers? So I thought, well, that is an excellent lead magnet to create. And so that was, that was my number one lead magnet I wanted to create because I knew people were asking that all the time. So it must be something that people are interested in and that they'd be willing to turn their email over for. Right. And on that same token, so it's also knowing your own pain points. So if you have gone through it, chances are that other people have gone through it. Uh, so you can always ask in a Facebook group or uh, any discussion forums that you're part of, hey, does anyone else have this problem and how do you solve it? Yes. That not only gives you an inclination of how many people are interested in it because they will start commenting on it. But then it also gives you content to create your lead magnet. So it's, uh, it's a sneaky way to also figure out, okay, first I need to uh, come up with a topic and then I need to write something about it. So let's just go and ask people. Yeah. And, you know, even if people aren't asking you the question, that doesn't mean that you couldn't create a lead magnet for it. So if you, if you go on a forum uh, about your topic, let's say it's how to train your dog, and you see that everyone wants to know uh, how to easily potty train the dog, that would be a great lead magnet because people are asking about it all the time. So look look at just what people are asking in general. And if you know the answer, that could be your lead magnet. So I'll give you a live example of this. I'm in the Teachable group. I don't think you, Chris, are you in the Teachable group? If not, you should be. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I am. I haven't used it for a while because I've been using New Zendler, which is my absolute favorite uh, way to teach courses online now. And, uh, and so, yeah, I haven't been as active, certainly, and teachable as I should be. Yeah, so uh, this question was asked a few days ago. It was, which marketing buzzwords are you annoyed with? Someone asked this question, and it had 272 comments. Oh, my goodness. Now, now you can flip this script here and say, two hundred. Uh, you can take all those comments and come up with 100 marketing words that mean XYZ. And this could be our podcast episode too, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's it's not just you have to pose that question when you're asking it in a group in the form of a pain point because someone else asked a question. I'm curious, what are you, uh, what pain points are you solving? And that person got one comment. Uh, hmm. So put it in 
the sense where you are either complaining about something yeah. or you are asking a question where you know a ton of people have that same issue and that's when you're going to get the most engagement yeah anytime you address a pain point like that people will jump on that because everyone is frustrated with different things and they they love to let out their opinions online so you'll get a lot of interaction on things like that won't you absolutely uh, i mentioned groups uh, you know google search is another way uh, your own pain points but Reddit it all is also another one which I feel like is all not really talked about much is going into Reddit and looking at all the subreddits there are and within those subreddits you will see what uh, what are some of the discussions that are on the top of the page and that will give you a good idea of okay this should be a lead magnet yeah, that's good that's good uh, you know the other thing you can do is that if you have your course created you can always take a piece of that course and make that your lead magnet. Now, again, it shouldn't be an incomplete piece, but if you are if you have a course, um, I'm going to use writing a book because that's uh, some of the courses I have. So let's say you have a, a piece on writing a book. You could create a lead magnet on how to, um, you know, 10 points on how to create an outline for your book, okay? That is something that I teach in the course, but it's also something that can stand alone. And so that's a good way to pull from your own material and just offer something that uh, people might like as a lead magnet. That's a great point, Chris. So if our listeners want to check this out uh, without you getting too many uh, spams, although who knows how many listeners we're going to have, like maybe two. <laughs> so the two listeners that we have, <laughs> other than you and I, <laughs> who, wants, who want to go check this out, is there a link that you would like to share uh, that they can go and see what a lead magnet looks like. Well, sure. So if you want the two lead magnets I just talked about, you can get at writingmomentum.com. That's my website on writing. And you'll see both are there on the front page. One is the short story for kids. The other one is how to get noticed by agents, editors, and readers. And you'll see that both of them are a bit different. So the, the, the one, the one for agents, editors, and readers is just a PDF. It's like a one sheet PDF mm -hmm. that they can look. It's got, it's a, it's a, got checkbox on it. You can kind of figure out, here's what I want to do. Uh, the other one is a short story. And so they both have different purposes because they're for different audiences, uh, but they can uh, uh, they can be very effective. So yeah, check either one of those out. I mean, I'm sure you've seen a lot of lead magnets online, but really study them when you look at a lead magnet. Don't just think, oh, should I download this or not for myself? Download it just to study it and say, okay, what are they offering here? How does this look? You know, it's, what's the format that they put it in? Is it a PDF or is it an online quiz or what have you? Uh, you can do a lot of different things like that. I have, I have a friend of mine who does an online quiz for um, uh, women who, uh, let's see, what, what was her angle? It was, it was women who have uh, trouble, I think, communicating with their husbands. And so what she did is an online quiz of here's 10 things that you can ask yourself to see uh, what your communication is like. And then when you go through the quiz to get the answers to the quiz as far as where as you fall, that's where you have to put in your email and then um, you'll get the uh, where what your rank is essentially on the quiz of how good your communication is. And she's found it to be a very good lead magnet. So anything like that can work. Gotcha. So uh, for mine, the older ones that I really have kind of sunsetted it, but the website is still up and running. Our listeners can go to letsrockthehotel.com mm -hmm. forward slash 15 dash questions so that was the one where you you know i give them 15 questions to ask front desk yes. agents and you can go and check that out there 
it's a simple, you know, one page. It's a specific purpose landing page. So that's the other thing is whenever you're sending someone to a lead magnet, it should be very specific. Uh, in your case, Chris, I understand it's different because it's on your homepage. But if someone is driving traffic to a lead magnet, like a paid traffic, it should never go to a homepage. It should go mainly to just that landing page where you're offering that one specific thing. And they sh- all they need to have is a box to f- put their name and email or just email, whatever it is that you want to collect. But there should be no distractions with like a nav bar, pop-ups, anything like that, unless they are exiting the page. And at that time, if you want to show them a pop-up to try to save them and maybe have them fill that detail in, then that's fine. But I would suggest if you're driving traffic, paid traffic to a lead magnet, there should be just one call to action. Absolutely. There should be no distractions. So I, I mentioned I have both of those on my homepage. I do that because some people just come to my homepage and want to find out about me and they might see both lead magnets there. But generally, I send people to writingmomentum.com slash get noticed. When you go there, you'll find a distraction free page where you can just download that um, uh, PDF on how to get noticed. And uh, that's uh-huh. usually my most effective one. And then I also have, like you mentioned, uh, what they call an exit pop-up. So if you try to leave the page, it's going to pop up and say, hey, don't you want to download this PDF on how to get noticed? And then people can fill that out and, and get it from there. Yeah, I'm on your page now, checking it out. Love it. It's just a box where they can fill That's their it. email and then they hit the get. Nothing button. else. <laughs> Love it. Anything else on uh, lead magnets? I know this is such a vast topic and we can keep talking about it. Well, one last thing I wanted to add. You said PDFs are the best yes. way. So to create create your lead magnet, right? how are you going to do that? Now, I don't use any fancy softwares like Adobe Premiere Pro or anything to create my PDFs. I like to keep it simple. I use the free version of Canva and that out of the box has so many templates. Each and every one of my lead magnets uh, that I have created has been created in Canva for free. Yeah, I I use um, Apple Pages. It, It allows me to do a nice layout and uh, it's I found it easier for Microsoft than Microsoft Word is for layout. And so I just use pages. Uh, I have used things like Canva in the past, uh, anything like that. But yeah, and then you just save to PDF and you've got it ready to go. One thing I wanted to touch on, Chris, you know, we you and I are used to stuff like this. But if, say, the two listeners that we have <laughs> listening to our show, one of them is just starting out, it's it's easy for us to just throw things out there like yeah just create a lead magnet can you walk us through what is the process of the person actually getting that lead like what's the technical behind the scenes process if you don't mind uh, it doesn't have to be anything longer elongated just like a couple of minutes yeah so so if someone comes to your page let, well, so, so let's start getting someone there so let's let's say i'll create a social post where I'll say, hey, do you want to know um, how to get noticed by agents, editors, and readers? Uh, Click here for a free PDF. Okay, so that might be my post on Twitter, let's say. When Mm -hmm. someone clicks that, they will go to writingmomentum.com slash get noticed. At that point, the only option they have is to put in their uh, email in order to receive this free PDF. So when they put in the email... I send them to a secondary page. Uh, Now, you don't have to do this. This is a little bit of an upgrade. But if they put in their email, they'll go to a secondary page that says, hey, I'm going to give you another lead magnet if you will go ahead and share this page on Twitter. And I do that so that I can get more leads, hopefully, to the page. And and a Mm -hmm. lot of people will actually do that. 
regardless, either way, they can download their PDF there. Um, and, but the secondary PDF, I don't allow them to get there. They have, they'll get that from an email from me. And the reason I do that is because I don't want people just putting in fake emails. I want to get real emails. If you don't have a secondary page, just go ahead and send it by email so that you get their actual email. And then in the email, you can either attach a PDF or what I like to do is just put a link to the download and they can click on a link in that email, download the PDF, and then I know their email's good. And at that mm -hmm. point, then I can start to send an email series, which is a multiple emails, usually introducing who I am to them. In fact, we've got an upcoming episode on uh, what's an introduction. Um, <laughs> indoctrination email and yes. we're going to talk about uh that in that in that series but that's basically just a series of emails to uh, explain who you are and what they can expect and then it just goes so, from there once they're on your list you're good to go how do you deliver that pdf like is that a file that's on the thank you page or is that being sent as an attachment in an email how do they get or is there a link in the email that they go and click which opens up in amazon aws or something yeah so i've seen it uh, offered all in all the above ways i have found the most effective way is to create well and the most effective way to not have a, a hefty attachment or anything is to just put a link in the email that way you make sure that they're actually giving you their real email and then uh yeah deliver it from somewhere you know on your web server or on like amazon aws or um in anywhere else, even some email programs actually uh, allow you to store your your lead magnet on their server. So you might be able to do that too. I think that's all we had for this episode. Now to our favorite section. Yes. Amit, can you tell me what are you digging this week? I am digging this thing called YNAB. Y-N-A-B. Yeah, I know this uh, one. Yeah, so I just got an account on there. Uh, it's uh, it stands for you need a budget. Mm -hmm. It's you need a budget dot com. I just got the account. I I have been playing around with it, but I like it. It's almost the same concept as uh, putting your money in different envelopes for yes. different categories, and then you assign your money, and then as your money goes out, that's all the money you have left in that category for that particular paycheck or period of time. Uh, I do like they have this thing called age of money concept where how old is your money? Like how long is your money sitting in your bank account? For me right now, it's zero days because it's just started. <laughs> but I'm hoping to get that age of money up there to at least 30 days, which means I have 30 days worth of money in my account so I can plan my life accordingly. How about you, Chris? What are you digging? That's great. Yeah, that's, that is a great budgeting tool. It's considered one of the best budgeting tools uh, on the market today. Uh, what I'm digging, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep right in the same category. And as far as uh, uh, financial software goes, uh, I love personal capital. Now, this is a, uh, a software very similar to like Mint. A lot of people are familiar with Mint.com, which is where you can link up all your accounts and have them in one place and take care of all your banking in one place, essentially. Personal capital works the same way, except it's much better when it's focused uh, on graphs and investments and that sort of thing. So I've connected all my accounts to personal capital. Um, I got It's got great, like I said, great graphs. It's got a great app for your phone. And uh, I have found it to be easier to use even than Mint was, uh, especially with helping me keep up with every single account. Um, that I've got because, you know, over time you end up getting accounts, not just for banking, but you can put in um, uh, credit cards, loans, mortgages, um, 
even other assets that you've got. You can put in investments accounts and all those things. You can have them under one roof. And I find it just really nice to have an overall picture of where you stand financially. So I'm loving personalcapital.com. They do hit you up with the ads once in a while for their financial planning, but you could just ignore those. It's overall, it's just a great software. Well, that's it for this episode uh, from Course Wizards. Anything else before we sign off, Chris? I think that's it. We just, we love the fact that you're all listening. Please leave us a review in your favorite podcasting software, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or wherever you've heard about us. That helps other people find us, and it really is something that we appreciate. That's the best way you can give back uh, to us for the information that you're able to learn for free each week. All right. Get back to creating those courses, you course wizards. We'll see you in the next episode. (laughs) See you later. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com.